Welcome to Common Sense Coalition Talk Radio, where you'll find straight talk from people with good old common sense. I trust your opinion. And now, for your host, she's putting sense back into nonsense. Absolute insanity. Well, you can hear me on the Your host, Beth Ann. And I welcome you today to CSE Talk Radio. It's my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be with you today. We're going to have a, a great show, a serious show. <laughs> Not that all of them aren't serious, but uh, we're going to talk about one of those topics that are crucial to Americans that no other media ever talks about. And if they do, they just hit it, and then they move on to the gossip of the news today. You know, like whether the president was wearing a mask when he was shopping or not. That kind of thing. But first of all, let's go to the Lord in prayer. For such a time as this, most gracious Heavenly Father, we come before you as a body of believers across this nation looking to you for our healing, for our restoration, for peace. Father, we thank you for your grace, your love, and your mercy. And for your open arms that are always there for your children when they return to you. Father, this nation has become the prodigal children. We have chased everything. And now we're so confused. So many don't even know who they are or what they are. Father, let them know whose they are that they are your children. May we here at CSC Talk Radio, Father, be a witness for you, a beacon of hope for this nation, and then this nation, returning back to you, be the beacon of hope for the world. Father, I believe you have placed me here for such a time as this, and I believe those listening and my guests, you have touched and placed where they are as well for such a time as this. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. In all these things, Father, we ask for your guidance and your protection. Amen. One media group, and rightfully so, accuses the other of burying the truth if it doesn't fit their narrative. We've seen that. We see it every day. And there's a lot of burying these days, ignoring the deeper problems and issues of the day. The surface or the obvious issues are bad enough, but buried in the bills and legislation and in the bureaucracy are infringements of great proportions to the American people. There was a statement today by the 45th President of the United States, Donald J. Trump, He says, if Democrats don't immediately stop the smash-and-grab robberies which are taking place in their cities, the National Guard should be called out. There has never been such a thing that has happened in our country. Large numbers of stores are leaving San Francisco and other cities. Some chains are closing most of their stores. It It is all not even believable, he said. The Democrats seem to be okay with the 
taking of property. And why not? They legislate, and not just the Democrats, the Republicans do it too. They legislate the taking of property. Climate change hoax is about the taking of property and controlling you as their property. The Green New Deal is about taking property. Socialism is you not owning property, just existing at their, the government's, consent. There's also the executive order 14008 that's about openly taking more property. There are two very important vital distinctions that set America apart from other countries. One, of course, there's more than two, but one, of course, is the Second Amendment where citizens are armed. Before a standing army can rule, the people must be disarmed, as they are in almost every kingdom of Europe. The supreme power in the America cannot enforce unjust laws by the sword because the whole body of the people are armed and constitute a force superior to any band of regular troops that can be on any pretense raised in the United States. That's a quote from Noah Webster. There are more than just two that I mentioned But the one I'm about to share with you and that we're going to talk about today is the most buried of all by our legislators and the most sought after by them as well. They will chop at this and restrict and mandate and tax until the people no longer own their property. The elected and the bureaucracy have been working to control your property from the dirt under the foot to the creeks and the streams behind your property. And the cattle and the sheep, all livestock, they want control. It's not about gassy cows, folks. They don't control the influx, the invasion of illegal aliens coming into the country. But they want to control you, the established citizen. They must control you. John Adams said, each individual of the society has right to be protected by it to the in the enjoyment of his life, liberty, and property, according to standing laws. He is obliged, consequently, to contribute to his share to the expense of this protection and to give his personal service or an equivalent. You know, I think that kind of speaks to all of us, doesn't it? When necessary. But no part of the property of any individual can, with justice, be taken from him or applied to the public uses without his own consent or that of the representative body of the people. In fine, the people of the commonwealth are not controllable by any other laws than those to which their constitutional representative body have given their consent. Now, the problem with the wonderful quote up above that we just read is that our elected representative body and legislative branch has legislated in opposition to the Constitution, and they use the bureaucracy, the bureaucrats, those departments of alphabets, the alphabetical departments, I call them, to abuse your property. They have abused their positions. I refuse to use that word authority because in the republic, the constitutional republic, you, the people, are the authority. Property rights is individual liberty, is individual independence, is the pursuit of happiness for and equal to all. 
So great, moreover, is the regard of the law for private property as it will not authorize the least violation of it. No, not even for the general good of the whole community. Sir William Blackstone. From imminent domain to climate change, the objective is to take and to control private property. You don't hear the media talking about that, other than to think you're greedy. This is why they tout equity over equality. I'm proud today to bring back our guest today, Harriet Hagman. She's a, a representative working with the NCLA, and she's a candidate for representative out of uh, Wyoming. Welcome back, Harriet. It's good to have you. Well, good morning. It's wonderful to be back with you, Beth Ann. Thank you. Well, thank you. You know, they sent... um an email a couple, um, week and a half ago, maybe. I've kind of lost track since Thanksgiving. And you've made some, you're still fighting for the, um, the ranchers and in particular RCAF and there's other ranchers that are on this. The USDA is one of those alphabet departments that isn't really working for agriculture, is it? Well, no. And I, first of all, I want to say that was an absolutely great introduction. I, I often say that if you cannot own property, you are property. And Absolutely. that, that where is we're going. where we're headed in this country. That's where we're going, and it's the intent. So and, I appreciate your willingness to bring this issue to the forefront and talk about the importance of private property rights and why it really is the foundation of our freedom and liberty in this country. And we need to jealously guard it against the overreach and the, the effort by especially now the federal government mm. to take control of our lives through our property and a variety of other ways. Let's let's do that when we come back. I have to apologize that I don't talk about it as much as I should, which should be every single day. And uh, I hear the music, though. We're headed into a break, and I want to hear what's going on, and I want you to kind of clue my listeners up, and let's get up to speed. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Harriet Hagman, and we'll be right back. My name is Elmer Heinrich. My company owns and sells Immuno 150, the best supplement on the market today. No other nutritional product compares because Immuno 150 contains 70 plant-derived trace minerals, 9 exotic fruits, 13 vitamins, 17 herbs, and 18 amino acids, plus aloe vera, COQ10, all of the omegas, bioflavonoids, and more. The 70 trace minerals are the key. Most nutritional products contain no more than 12 minerals because they come from fruits and vegetables. Now, if you want to improve your immune system, visit immuno150.com or call 888-316-2224. Immuno is spelled I-M-M-U-N-O. Again, that number is 888-316-2224. Liberty Tabletop brings liberty to your table. For those of you who want to display your patriot hearts, set your table with Liberty. The new patriotic flatware pattern by Liberty Tabletop. Your dining table sets the mood for the American family and the American dream. Liberty honors our fallen heroes, the Liberty Bell. We the people with stars and stripes are American Eagle and the Statue of Liberty. 
Each piece of the Liberty Flatware pattern is an art with elegance, high-quality work, and high-quality 1810 stainless American steel. Each piece is unique while conveying the same patriotic message, Liberty for all and we love America. Order your set now and a set as a gift for a special patriot in your life. Liberty Tabletop brings Liberty home to your table. Use the promo code BETHANN and receive a discount. LibertyTabletop.com or call them 844-386-2338. You can look for the silver lining or you can strengthen your portfolio with gold and silver. Optimism is planning for your own financial future. Melody Cedarstrom of Discount Gold and Silver Trading has been watching our economy and the banksters for well over 20 years. The U.S. has an unsustainable debt. While the timing of a collapse cannot be predicted, we know the proverbial straw that breaks the camel's back weighs heavier and heavier with each new stimulus and omnibus bill. Because of our debt and the lack of solid backing, those fiat dollars in your pocket continue to deflate in value. However, gold stays true, true wealth. Give Melody Cedarstrom a call at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Discount gold and silver trading for all your precious metal needs. And join Melody weekday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Financial Survival Radio. Visit DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com. And we have returned. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Harriet Hageman. And um, we're talking about some of the abuses that are going on and things that they're trying to do. This is something that's been, it's going, it's been going on for so long, Harriet. And I know you know that. It's been taken down this, this, uh, uh, I don't know, track where it's been called all kinds of different names. It, I remember when it was NAIS, you know, National Animal Identification System. And they just keep going on and on and on with this. And uh, I'm going to have you talk about this particular um, thing that you're fighting right now. And then I want to get into some of the other things that we need to be aware of with our property rights that uh, it's being infringed upon. And no one's talking about it. No one. <laughs> so not in the main medias anyway. So let's talk about the identification of the animals and what they're trying to push onto the ranchers and the farmers. Well, you bet, Beth. And I've been on your show a couple of times now, and I, I know that some of your listeners are probably aware that a couple of years ago, the administration through the USDA sought to impose what a requirement that all livestock uh, that would be moved interstate would have to use RFID ear tags, right. uh, radio frequency identification ear tags, and all ranches in the United States would have to get a premises identification number and register with the federal government. That was not properly adopted by the USDA and my law firm, the New Civil Liberties Alliance, we filed a lawsuit because it was an unlawful expansion uh, of administrative power, which is what NCLA fights day in and day mm-hmm. out. Yes. So what we did is we filed a lawsuit. The USDA, recognizing that they didn't have a legal leg to stand on, actually withdrew that particular requirement. But they continue to try to move forward with an RFID requirement. They just know they can't get it through a regular rulemaking and they can't get it through Congress. So 
So they continue to surreptitiously try to push something through, and we keep watching them. The latest iteration of that in one of the part of our original lawsuit was we sued them because when they put together that mandate for an RFID, they actually violated what's called the Federal Advisory Committee Act. They had put together an illegal committee made up of people that are uh, that represent the Packers and represent the uh, ear tag manufacturing companies, <laughs> but they excluded anybody who was not completely 100% on board with this RFID mandate. Well, that violates the Federal Advisory Committee Act. Federal agencies cannot go out and put together these advisory committees and then come back and say, oh, looky here, we're going to impose a regulation on you, and it was adopted by all the experts. So we have sued over that, and the district court judge, she didn't agree with us. She said, well, you can't really have a private cause of action for that. So she dismissed our case. We appealed that to the Tenth Circuit, and we are before the Tenth Circuit Court of Appeals right now. We just filed our reply brief a couple of of weeks ago, which is what you were referencing. And in that, we have argued that they did violate FACA, the importance of this is as these agencies continue to try to force our livestock producers to use RFID ear tags, we want to make sure that they cannot use all of the tainted information that was compiled and put together for the illegal rule that they tried to issue a couple of years ago. So there's a real important aspect of that, and that is that these agencies should not be rewarded for for violating the law. They should actually suffer a consequence for violating the law. So that's what we continue to push forward in our RFID lawsuit. We're trying to stop them from using the what I would refer to as the fruit of the poisonous tree. You know, and the, that premise ID, that was something my late boss, uh, Derry Brownfield, was livid about that that was in there, like it was turning over your property to them. He was just livid about about that. And well, What um, a bizarre requirement that, that we yeah, register that you ha- all of our ranches with the federal government. What, what in the world does the federal government have to do with any of that? Amen. The federal government is a government of very limited power. Why would individual private property owners and ranchers have to register anything with the federal government? And, and that was exactly his point, and uh, we just see it has, you know, I've been doing this now on my own for 11 years. He was doing it, um, I think he was on the air for 18 years, and I was with him for 15 years. We've been fighting this for a long time, and it just keeps popping back up with a different name or a different, and I, I think it was, it's not funny, but it's 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 funny in a bad way. That, you know, everybody that's included in this, they have, they have a dog in the race as far as making a profit from it. Whereas the ones who are paying the bill, they had no say so. You know, you're just going to do what we tell you to do. Say that again. Yeah. It would be over two, according to the USDA, it would cost our cattle industry over two billion dollars to comply with this. And so yes, the people who benefit are the organizations that benefit are the federal government for their control, the packers yes. for their control, and the ear tag manufacturing companies making profits. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Kind of like the, a pharmaceutical people, business. <laughs> absolutely. That, that's exactly what it is. It was, yeah. it was a forced uh, uh, mandate by the federal government that they have no legal authority to do it. And yet we just keep on doing this. We just keep, thank God that you are there. 
and that NCLA is there fighting this. I mean, what would we do without folks like you? And uh, people out here listening, even those, and not everyone that's listening is a farmer or a rancher, but they haven't, they don't hear this anywhere else. So they don't know that the, that the bureaucracy, the government here in our land is trying to take your private property from your cattle, from your puppy dogs on up. USDA, the HSUS, which has nothing to do with federal government and the, um, uh, ASPCA, you know, the animals that think, you know, that group that thinks that bugs and animals have, have the same rights as your children. I mean, these people are insane. They're radical and, but they're after the same thing, and that's control. It is, and, and regardless of whether our listeners are farmers or ranchers, it 100% of us eat. Yes. And that's the other aspect of this is every time that the federal government comes in with this kind of a program, it doesn't necessarily provide any kind of a benefit whatsoever, but what it does do is it increases the cost to the consumer. And that's mm-hmm. where we are, whether it is oil and gas, whether it is food, whether it is uh, fiber uh, uh, goods being transported across the country. Our federal government right now has a, has, has a stated policy of trying to control us through increasing prices and inflation. Mm-hmm. This inflation is not a, it, it, it isn't a, a mistake. It isn't a, no. an unintended consequence. It's intended. Inflation is monetary policy. And this is a direct monetary policy of this administration to make things so cost prohibitive that it reduces the consumption in this country. It is Venezuela on steroids is what our government is trying to do. They're trying to reduce the amount of meat that we consume. They're trying to reduce the amount of my, the number of miles that we travel. They're trying to reduce our ability to go on vacation once a year because they want to control us in the name of global warming or climate change <laughs> or animal traceability. It all goes back to the same thing. There's a small group of people in Washington, D.C., who are the least intelligent and the most radical among us who believe that they should dictate our policy in our lives. And so it, uh, much of it does come back to the private property rights interest because that is a mechanism by which they can enforce and further their own agendas. You know, my mind goes back to the vision that we had this weekend of these mobs going in and just literally robbing these stores, you know, to where they were empty. And... uh you see that and you think, is that what we've come to here in America? And the Democrats, the left, they're okay with it. They're making up excuses for them. It, it's unreal what they're pushing on the American people. And it's time for the American people to rise up and say, enough is enough. We're not putting up with it anymore. And I don't mean in a violent way. But when we say we're a constitutional republic, that only works if the republic is working. And I don't just mean at jobs. I mean at Keeping an eye on these legislators, keeping an eye on the bureaucracy, holding them accountable. We can do that much. I mean, look what happened with the school boards and the parents that rose up all of a sudden and say, hey, wait a minute, what are you teaching these kids? And it made a difference in Virginia. And I hope it was a good difference. Well, time will tell, but we think it is. We're positive about it, but, you know, 
it's um like I said, it, it's praise the Lord that you guys are there, and I mean that because you are fighting, and uh, it's been a long time since we've had Bill on with our calf, but I know that this this fight has been going on for a long time, and uh, and I want to I want to remind my listeners that Harriet isn't just a lawyer. <laughs> Harriet is a rancher. She knows her business. She knows what's going on. And it affects everyone. The consumers, they're the ones that get hurt too. And uh, they don't care. I think what you said, it's intentional. And um, we're not seeing this by accident and stupidity. They're doing it on purpose to... uh, Bring this nation down so they can have more control of everything. You'll give it up if you're hungry enough. You'll give it all up. I've taken too much mic time. I hear the commercial. We're going into a break. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Harriet Hagman of the NCLA, and we will be right back. have returned. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Harriet Hagman. Harriet is uh, running for representative in the state of Wyoming. She will be replacing Liz Cheney, <laughs> who is uh, going to be removed for abusing all the Wyoming citizens. I think Wyoming's pretty upset with Liz. And um, yes, they are. I heard that the Republican Party they they they're not recognizing her as a Republican. <laughs> That's what I heard there in Wyoming. Yes, the the Central Committee voted a couple of weeks ago. They passed a resolution no longer recognizing her as a Republican. I don't think she's worried. Do you think she's really worried? I think she's got a mission, and her mission is to just do as much damage as she can until before she gets out of there. Well, whether that's her stated mission or not, she's certainly accomplishing it. Yeah, I think that's her mission. Yeah, it's uh, it's been interesting to watch someone implode, and especially the more we learn about the things such as, I don't know if you saw, but they issued a subpoena to Bernie Carrick out of New York, and the subpoena itself was full of inaccuracies and untruths. They don't know what they're talking about. This is a witch hunt. Uh, it clearly, and, and her dedication to it, it's all she's focusing on. She's not representing Wyoming, and Wyoming uh, doesn't agree with what she's doing. In fact, a year ago, President Trump won Wyoming by over 70% of the vote, and I would argue that he's probably more popular today than he was a year ago. Uh, we didn't send her back there to work with Nancy Pelosi and Adam Schiff to Try oh, to goodness. destroy the Republican Party and and to uh, destroy the conservatives. Yet that's exactly what she's doing. Well, they're claiming they're going to restore the Republican Party because Trump ruined it. You know, <laughs> so. President Trump gave voice to a lot of people who had been rendered voiceless for many many years. Yeah. And what I've learned as I've as I've taken this journey is that there really is a uniparty back in Washington D.C. Yes. Mm-hmm. and it's the elitist in both parties who believe mm-hmm. that they have the right to rule regardless of what the electors may believe. And you have a group of elitists, the Nancy Pelosi's, the Cheney's, uh, the, the shifts, these folks back there, they don't necessarily care what the citizens of this country want or believe. They are going to dictate policy and they're going to pursue their own agendas 
And oftentimes those agendas are very, very, very personally lucrative to these folks. What we're learning about the Hunter Biden laptop, for oh example. Oh, my gosh. Uh, what we, what we're learning about the Cheneys, what we're learning about these other people, the amount of money and graft associated with running for and maintaining office really is pretty shocking. And that, that whole Hunter, uh, Biden laptop thing is just exposing stuff that I think we knew some of it. I don't think any of us had any idea of the magnitude the depth of by it. which that these people trade. Uh, power and authority for for money, and that's what you can say about Hunter Biden. The, the yeah. whole thing is totally corrupt. You know, I believe that they've sold us out, hook, line, and sinker, just about to China. That's that's yeah. the way I see it. That that's what the laptop exposes. That's what the laptop exposes. I and mean, I, and think, I don't think it's just the Bidens in on it. No. I, I think there's too many of them in Congress, um, Senate and representatives. I I think there's several of them in on it, and that's why they didn't want some of this to come out. They, it wasn't just the media that didn't want it to come out. No, you you look at the number of people who are taking money from China or who have been compromised by China. The whole Belt and Road Initiative is just absolutely one of the, the, the most horrific developments in the last 20 or 30 years. Mm. And that's where China is is uh, loaning massive amounts of money to these countries, countries that cannot pay it back. And then China comes in and takes their most important assets. I saw just recently that China has taken control of a public airport in one of the countries in Africa where it had loaned massive amounts of money. And so it will now dictating control travel in and out of that country and it's one of the reasons why we have to be so careful about the amount of money that we borrow from china but you're right what you've got is politicians who are willing to sell out their constituency for donations for uh i don't for i don't know what all it is but it it is pretty shocking to see what is being exposed right now and then I think what you realize is the reason that so many of the folks back in Washington, D.C. disliked Trump so intensely was he properly described the fact that he was going to drain the swamp. <laughs> and the swamp creatures know who they were. You know, we all had an idea of who we would define as a swamp creature, and we think that we're being rather clever when we talk about that. But I think more importantly, they themselves know who are the swamp creatures. The swamp creatures know they're swamp creatures. And they don't want anything disrupting what has become a real gravy train for them. You know, I saw last night where they were talking about a Kamala and Buttigieg uh, ticket for 2024. And I'm thinking, the two dumbest people in America. They, they, they truly, they are, they are shocking, <laughs> like ignorant people. You know, a they cackling are. president that can't, she can't answer a question without laughing, no matter how, how, uh, serious the situation is you know and and going back to what you're fighting there with the, with our calf and the USDA they want to they want to track every one of our cattle every one of the animals in the United States but not these illegal aliens these people that are are coming in to hurt us not all of them are but i'd say the majority of them are coming in here to hurt america they don't care well they don't when care you about arrive that. illegally when you arrive our country 
the stability of our country is based upon adherence to the rule of law. Absolutely. And whether that is in protecting private property rights or in securing our borders. If you, it's, it's what you're talking about with the smash and grabs in San Francisco. The foundational obligation of any government is to protect its citizens. But in order to protect its citizens and do that, it has to be able to protect the flow of commerce. If we are unable to protect the flow of commerce, if we're unable to ensure that when we deliver goods to a particular store, that that store will have the ability to sell them for a fair market value to the consumer, then we have breached one of the most foundational things that a government should do, because at that point, it's total mayhem. And at that point, all we can do is return to such things as bartering, which is a completely ineffective and inefficient mechanism for commerce. But that's where our government is pushing us right now. If you are a Walgreens or a CMS pharmacy or a a Neiman Marcus in San Francisco, you have to look at the costs and the benefits of staying open. And one of the things that we pay for, one of the reasons we have a government is to protect that concept of commerce because it is the, the the private property rights are related to that the ability to buy and sell is related to that all of these things are interconnected they are not standalone issues where we can say well we'll fix this issue this issue of the smash and grab and then we don't have to worry about anything else or we'll we'll fix this issue over here of the supply chain and we don't have to worry about anything else the government isn't some uh, some all being the man in the sky uh uh, that is behind the curtain that is that uh, the government is us. Yes. The government, Amen. These, these, people, <laughs> these people are simply put in a position of power in order to further our interests. And our interests include protecting stores so that when they buy a sweater or a, a gross of sweaters, they are able to sell that gross of sweaters without people being accosted in the, in the aisles. And that's when you see a real failure of government is when government is unable or incapable or unwilling to protect commerce. Uh, that's that's the basics. That's the that's one tribe selling the fish that they catch in the ocean to the other tribe for the for for the deer that they that they hunt in the in the forest. That's that's just basic. You know, basic economics. The federal government up there in D.C., they have a limited, they have the least power, and yet it is topsy-turvy. They think they have the most. The things that they're supposed to do, there's only like four jobs, and one of them is commerce, trade, and the other one is to keep our borders safe. And they're not doing either one of those. And then they're supposed to take, make sure that we're not in debt, that our financial situation is is stable and they've ruined that they're not doing anything they're supposed to do and uh but we're going to get you up there and it's going to get changed you're listening to csc talk radio this is beth ann with harry dagman and we're going to be right back Have you heard about vine-to-bar chocolate? It's the winemaker's chocolate, the world's first chocolate made with well-vined Chardonnay Mark from the beautiful coastal vineyards of North America.
Gently pressed grapes are harvested after juicing, dried, and finely milled, and carefully blended into the finest dark chocolate. The Chardonnay Mark contains highly beneficial grape nutrients, flavanols, and has a natural sweetness that flavors the luscious dark chocolate. Mouth-watering, flavorful, delectable dark chocolate goodness with Chardonnay sweetness and beneficial nutrients. And it's alcohol-free, too. It's Vine to Bar Chocolate. Order some today at vinetobar.com. That's V-I-N-E-T-O-B-A-R.com. Cold ship to your door, it's Vine to Bar. Vine to Bar Chocolate. Visit us at vinetobar.com. Melody Cedarstrom and CSC Talk Radio team up as common sense voices of integrity. I personally endorse Melody Cedarstrom to be your trusted go-to expert for all your precious metal needs. Experts agree a financial crisis and even collapse is inevitable. Given our government's lack of economic leadership and self-interests of those in power, it's no longer a question of if you should purchase gold and silver, but if you will purchase gold and silver before it's too late. Melody encourages you to tune in each weekday morning, visit csctalkradio.com. We both agree truth and education are the two significant factors in both our missions. There is a wealth of misinformation out there. Let Melody and Beth Ann help you sort through the chaos and bring you home to the truths that will ensure that you and your family are protected. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading, 1-800-375-4188 or online at dgscoins.com. Melody and Beth Ann are strong forces together, working to to preserve liberty and bring America home. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. For the longest time, I've wanted to come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets. But up until now, I haven't been able to find anything that held up to my high standards. I finally found the best cotton in the world in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all come together to create the ideal weather conditions for growing cotton. My new Giza Dream bed sheets are made with this long staple cotton, and I guarantee they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. The first night you sleep on my sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. The Giza Dream sheets are available in a variety of colors, and like all of Mike's products, they come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Right now, you can get your very own by calling one 800 978 6168 and use the promo code Bethann to get 30% off plus free shipping. Daniel Turner, founder and executive director of Power the Future, agrees that America is blessed with an abundance of reliable energy sources. Our natural resources are the lifeblood of our nation and have made our nation prosperous. Rule America is the heart of production in this nation, our food, manufacturing, trucking, and yes, our energy. Power the Future promotes jobs in Rule America, specifically our energy jobs. These jobs are all under attack. Wealthy radical like Tom Stiers and George Soros promise to break the nation's energy independence. Their beloved Green New Deal attacks all that is good in this nation. Our food, our land, our jobs, our families, and of course, our gassy cows. Power the Future is fighting for you, Rule America. Join them. Visit PowerTheFuture.com. See the latest news and donate to those who are fighting for you. PowerTheFuture.com. Power the Future is fighting to keep America the lights on. 
we have returned to listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We've been visiting with Harriet Hageman talking about property rights and she is a lawyer with uh, Civil Liberties, I'm sorry, the new Civil Liberties Alliance and they've been working really hard uh, fighting some of the atrocities that are going on against the farmers and the ranchers and stock, you know, livestock owners and, and uh, people that matter in this country. They want to take them down. You know, I wanted to talk to you too, Harriet. It's it's bothered me that we have all these people sitting in jail from January sixth, and they're not being they're not being treated correctly. I don't care how you how you view view what happened on January sixth. I have my own opinions about it. <laughs> they're pretty strong. <laughs> it was not an insurrection. They're totally opposite of of Liz. Do I think some people did some wrong things? Yeah, I do. But I don't think they deserve to be stuck in behind bars for the rest of their life without representation. And I'm wondering, why are we allowing this in this country? And I know this is a, it's a big question, but why are we allowing this to happen in our country? You know, Beth Ann, I think one of the things that is so troubling to me is that there's an Eighth Amendment for a reason. And that is that yeah. we have a constitutional provision against cruel and unusual punishment. And what is happening with the folks that have been arrested related to January 6th really makes no sense. And I think that by the government's actions in and of themselves, they demonstrate that they uh, they themselves recognize that their rhetoric and their allegations and their claims don't ring true. Mm-hmm. Um, if they did, then regular order would ensure that these po- folks that did something wrong are properly prosecuted and convicted. But uh, they are not treating them the way that they treat anybody else. First of all, no one has been charged with insurrection. And the mm-hmm. moment that someone's charged with insurrection, that's when they can start using that word. But nobody has been. So from their own, from the prosecutor's own standpoint, they don't have the facts or the legal uh, backing to support a claim of insurrection. So that's number one. Number two, I'm not sure that anybody has yet been uh, uh, charged with a felony. Most of the charges, and I'm not, I, I can't say all, but I'm going to say the vast majority of the charges are a misdemeanor. Yes. As misdemeanors, none of them should have spent time in jail, let alone the last 11 months 10 months, nine months in jail. Uh, there's something really, really, really fishy going on here. We know that simply by the way that the government is acting. I also think that it's fair to say, after what we observed during the entire Trump administration and the Russia, 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 Russia hoax, <laughs> we know that the FBI and the NSA and some of these agencies have gone rogue. Uh, or at least individuals within those agencies have. Right. And I, when I, when I am elected next year and I go to Congress, this is one of the things that we need to be looking into. We need to get to the bottom of this and understand why they are doing what they are doing and what the real facts are. You know, I think it's also an example that they are viewing the citizens as property. They can do whatever they want to them. You know, it doesn't matter. Just throw the Constitution out. I don't like what they did. I don't want them out here telling the truth of what I did. So I'm going to just lock them up until I'm ready to let them out. 
And I don't know even who's got the authority to do that. I mean, is it a judge saying they can't get out? or And there's evidence coming out that they're not only being locked up, they're being abused while they're in there. And and it's uh, it's not America. No, Julie Kelly from American... Uh, oh, she is awesome. <laughs> she is awesome. Go ahead. She is awesome. And if you could have her on the radio program, that would be fantastic. But... She has probably done more investigation into this and research into this than anybody else in the country. And that's where I get my information, is Julie mm. Kelly of American Me Greatness. Me too. Me too. And I think that she really is giving some, uh, doing some valuable, invaluable work related to her, uh, related to the January 6th situation. I, d- I didn't know until last week that when she exposed it, that, that we actually had some citizens that were beaten. And the one was beaten to death. And then they claimed it was an overdose from a medication that she was taking for some other, some other ailment, which I can't remember now what it was. And there was very little chance that, that that was an overdose just because she had it in her system. And, uh, you know, that's, I guess those are the reasons they're not allowing all those videos to come out from the cameras that are everywhere there. And uh, it's concerning to me. It's concerning to me what's going on with our property. It's concerning to me what's going on with our bodies, that they want to force these masks, they want to force these jabs in the arm, and citizens aren't allowed to make their own decisions anymore, that this pandemic has been convenient for those who want to take this country over. And they've got people scared to death. And I, I, you know, Harriet and I haven't talked, so I don't know how she feels about some of this. But it's very, I'm standing back and I'm trying to look at the big picture. And I'm trying to listen to both sides. And sometimes neither one of them makes sense. But when you use common sense, which is like what we like to do around here, it's, it's gotta be up to the citizen. That's, that's what America's about. And I don't believe those who don't take the jab are putting other people in je- jeopardy. And um, it just doesn't work that way. And if it does, then something's wrong. But well, I'm that, concerned. That's right. That, that's what's interesting about this. If, if, if what they say is true, then the reality is that the vaccines don't work. So, <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I'm not anti-vax, but their own, the, the, the stories and things that they're telling, I, I'll just say this. We have survived smallpox. We have survived the Spanish flu. We Mm. have survived Ebola. We have survived lots of different things that have visited our shores that are potential medical problems. We have the finest medical establishment in the history of the world. I'm willing to take whatever risk is necessary to protect my freedoms from an overarching government because history tells us that an overarching and an all-powerful and controlling government is a heck of a lot more dangerous than a virus. And this virus especially has proven to be uh, not nearly as virulent or as dangerous as some of them that we have dealt with and coped with and, and survived in the past. The yes. Spanish flu, tens of millions the dead throughout pox, the world, the plague, the, the smallpox, 
there are so many things that have come before. And when you look at the actual mortality rate of this, it is it it is quite mild now for those people who have lost loved ones and i and i know some who have passed yeah, away as we have well to. Mm-hmm. it it is it is a sad situation and i'm sorry for that but the answer is not more government and that's what's happened here a again i'll say it i i will take my risk with the virus any day of the week it's an all powerful and controlling government <laughs> that is going to be more destructive than this virus ever could yeah, be yeah it's less infringement <laughs> than the in government response, the response to this virus has been so much more damaging and yes. destructive yeah. health wise freedom wise liberty wise education wise uh, children-wise, everything that you you, you can on, on on pretty much essentially every single metric, and, the governmental response to this absolutely. virus. We are out of time. We're out of time, Harry. We're going to have to have you back because you and I do a great job together. <laughs> you do a great job. Thank you for all that you do to bring America home. God bless you. Why don't we say to the government writ large? that they have to spend a little bit less. Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. Can a nation conceived in liberty carry its head high if it denies protection to the youngest and most vulnerable of its citizens? Can a country founded on God-given rights continue to thrive without understanding that life is a precious gift from our Creator. As a physician, I have looked into the eyes of one-pound babies. I have cradled their small bodies in the palm of one hand. I defy those who are careless, who would disregard life and look at these tiny little miracles and say, we're not going to protect that. But I believe there will come a time when we are all judged on whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life from the moment of conception until our last natural breath. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life.